Welcome to the Chemistry Factor Podcast, dedicated to help you consciously inspire your actions in business, no matter what circumstances you're facing, transforming your stress into empowering success. I'm Coach Barney, founder of the Chemistry Factor. For over 25 years, I've worked with hundreds of successful business leaders who have all experienced how poor working relationships and unexpected business setbacks cause the anxiety and stress that weakens your productivity, innovation, and leadership skills. You do not choose to be stressed. It is a reaction, not a decision, that drains your energy, making work hard and less fulfilling. Together, we will discover how to empower your attitude to achieve the greater success and satisfaction you've always wanted in your business, career, and life. Hello, my friends. I hope you're enjoying the day. Welcome to the first podcast episode of The Chemistry Factor. I'm excited for you to be here with me. I am honored to introduce to you on my first podcast, my first guest, Michelle Soro, who is a leading transformational trainer and digital CEO. She has built a seven-figure business by helping leaders start and scale high-integrity online impact using her master mindset tools, ethical skills mastery, and purpose-driven podcasts. Her trainings have generated millions in revenue for her clients, who range from emerging experts in their field to established entrepreneurs, pro athletes, and a U.S. presidential candidate. Michelle is the host of Fire and Soul, a top 10 self-development podcast And her mission in life is to empower millions throughout the world to awaken and share their infinite potential. Michelle, welcome to the Chemistry Factor podcast. It is a true honor to have you here. I feel the same. I'm so honored to be your first guest. How are you today? I'm really good. Thank you. I'm here in Los Angeles. It forgot that we're in fall. It was like 99 degrees here today. Anyway, but life is good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing really good. This is my first podcast. So I'm <laughs> very curious as to how it's going to end up. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few questions for you around how you build empowering relationships. Mm, I love that. Uh... One, what's your formula for success? in creating authentic relationships in your career and life? Oh boy, this is such a good question. The most honest answer that I know is taking 100% responsibility for my own experience inside any relationship or conversation, practicing the art of observation, noticing when I'm in reaction versus intention. If I am reacting or judging to come back to what can I shift within myself to see and or hear this person differently. And then something that you taught me is to, when you're delivering kind of like harsh feedback, really real, honest feedback that can be really hard or tricky for someone to hear because it's new, to add warmth by a smile and uh, a little levity to it. And it goes a long way. How do you make that shift? You know, there's something that's getting in your way. How do you make that shift within yourself? 
I notice, right? Energy is everything. My central nervous system is my best ally. And so if I'm starting to get tense inside and I don't feel relaxed, then that's my first clue. Your fist can clench, your jaw can clench, your stomach starts to flutter. So my body and my energy is my first signal. And anytime that is less than calm and relaxed and peaceful, uh, something's up and it has nothing to do, well, almost always nothing to do with an exterior situation. It's it's something that has to do with how I am receiving or perceiving or responding or reacting. Obviously, we as women have a very high intuition for when we think we might be in danger. So that would be an exception to the rule when we think our safety is at risk. But in general, yeah, I just pay attention to my energy. Okay. So you kind of answered the second question to some extent. What challenges have you faced in achieving empowered relationships, especially in Zoom group call conversations? And how do you overcome those those challenges? Such a great question. I think one of the trickiest things in group Zoom calls, and I, I can say this with you know a bit of experience. I mean, I've been running some would say large-scale group trainings and, and programs for three and a half years now. I've done hundreds and hundreds of Zooms. And uh, as the facilitator, as the leader, one of the biggest things that can come up is losing the group's synergy and connection, and they're just kind of checked out. So in my beginning days, when I first became a coach, I would require everyone. It was a, it was a rule. If you were in my program, the camera had to be on, and you had to be sitting up shoulders back. You were not allowed to be lying on the bed or the couch or have a pillow under your head because I believe that state is everything, which is what we just talked about, energy. And if you're in a passive state, then you're not going to be able to receive or contribute. So that was the beginning. And I laid up off of that. But I kind of became known for someone who had a deeply dynamic, fairly interactive, and really engaged group, which is why we do have a you know fairly good reputation. And I'm really proud of that. So I think just keeping the group connected and engaged by literally being bold enough to say things like, hey, guys, if you're multitasking, come back to me right now because this one's a big deal or this one's really important or this is why you joined or whatever it might be. You capture their attention by telling them now's the time to listen. Yeah. And I use it, you know, sparingly. I use it when I need it to be effective. If I said it like every two minutes, it would lose its, its you know, zest or meaning. But if I say it when I really mean it, that's all I really care about anyway, right? Is if there's a piece of content where we are going to all come together and engage and work as one, so to speak, virtually, or if it's a piece of content where I don't want to repeat myself 100 times later because you were distracted, then I will also ask for that. Very few remote facilitators or leaders do that. And I don't know why they don't utilize it. It's a trick I learned actually when I was selling products in the middle of the night at QVC and HSN for years and years and years. You know, they're shopping or not. TV's on the background. They're doing the dishes, whatever. Vacuuming. I'd be like, ladies, if you're multitasking, come back to the screen right now and watch this demo of this eye cream or whatever. So that's where I learned that. And it is so valuable. Yeah, you do it so well. You really do. And I've taken your courses, so I know from experience. <laughs> yeah, you are a, an A-plus student with really wonderful, meaningful feedback. You've helped me take up my game a bit, and I appreciate you, Barney. Thank you. The same with you. One of the things I read about that you said 
that I said about you, awaken the world's potential. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I grew up in New York and like the biggest thing that was really empowering for me was the United Nations thinking of a united world. Mm-hmm. I mean, it almost brings tears to my eyes just saying it. And, you know, I'm a Star Trekky guy and, you know, diversity and everything else that goes with it. That's really the way to do it. And it's about being able to authentically connect with each other yeah. and knowing how. I think that's been missing in our school, in our education. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I call it emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. how to build emotional intelligence at the youngest of ages and build it up because that's how we're going to bring the world together. I love that, Barney. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so for me, the most important factor in your business success is the strength of your relationships with yourself and the people you work with. And it begins with mindset. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you a question. It might be a little personal, but I think you'll be okay with it. You ever been on a blind date? I have. Oh, What did it feel like before you met the person you were going to meet? Depends on who was making the intro, because I've been on a few. Yeah. I have dated. I have sewed the dating notes, Barney. So if the person making the intro gave, you know, a fair amount of background and it sounded really appealing, I'm sure my nerves are, are much higher. If they didn't, they're like, just go, no last names. I'm not letting you Google the dude just show up and have a good time, then I can do that too. What I have found is regardless of how I felt going in and I am single, so none of these blind dates have led that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, hey, you're going to be a matchmaker in your next life. Uh, I am a matchmaker. You are? Okay. Well, I'm single. Well, and, uh, and just, looking, yeah. yeah, looking actually, open, open, not looking, just open. Just clarifying, uh, I'm an executive recruiter. Yeah, you are. Totally a matchmaker. Oh, Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, clarifying in a different way. I just wanted to follow up on that, though. Regardless of how I feel going in, and this is maybe, I hope, can be helpful for someone listening who gets nervous. If we can just become interested, present enough to become interested in just one or two things, right? About maybe the enthusiasm in their voice or the way they set their silverware just so, right? Before they can relax or eye contact or I don't know. There's just, there's always something to appreciate about someone if you're willing to become interested in them. And I, I like that. I like that. That's the mindset. But there is that bit of stress, even though before you're meeting somebody, did you dress right? Did he dress right? Did you say the right things? Did he say the right things? Now you're going down my dear diary moment. So the the outfit planning for me is way more stressful than how I feel about meeting him. I think I'm a fairly confident woman. So that one doesn't really get me riled up. The outfit, oh, that is a stress inducer for me big time. I I get it. Believe me. (laughs) Uh, So the reason I'm saying this is blind dates create nervous expectations. They create nervous expectations. Nervous expectations can happen anywhere, including business. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you an example of my daughter. She was a D1 runner. And in the beginning, when she first started running, she was thinking about the finish line before the race started. Mm. And she ran well, but, you know, she didn't PR and she couldn't understand why. And we started talking about it. Like, 
stop thinking about the finish line. Think about the first step. Yeah. And then the next step. Mm. And it was her expectations of passing the finish line that made it harder for her. But when she was able to get into the moment and empower, okay, I'll use a value, empower confidence, okay? And that's what I do with people is I help them empower their values. That's a really good example. Thank you for sharing that because, you know, you've heard me say too, uh, one of the things that I teach is the destination is always in the doing. Don't get so caught up on the where you're going with all of it. You can only be where you are. So I love that, especially for a woman who might be single and out there dating. It's so easy to get caught up in, is this forever? It's like, just have fun. It's a meal. So I call this the test mentality. Okay. Okay. It's no surprise that we're in the test mentality because guess what? Since we were in kindergarten trying to get our gold star, making the team, making the part in the play, passing our tests, every day we were testing. Mm-hmm. And I'm an optimist because I think testing is what drives us crazy. Mm-hmm. The optimism is that one day, a thousand years from now, maybe less, they're going to look at us and say, oh my God, these people were testing every day, all the time. Mm-hmm. And that takes us out of the moment. That testing is about the expectation. It puts us out where we want to be or what's going on here. Oh my God, I got to pass this test. I'm going to give you a little scenario. Okay. You know, I've taken you to a blind date, so I'm going to take you to to a teacher, okay? I want you to imagine you were back in school. Teacher walks in the classroom, tells you to put your books, and we'll say now the computer down on the floor, and says, okay, we're having a surprise test. It's worth 25% of your grade. Mm. How would you have felt? Honestly, I would implode a little my imagination tells me right now because I've never done well with the testing situation. It's so much pressure. It's so stressful for me. You're saying Uh, it all. That's it. That's it. It's not that different from people that go on blind dates. It's stress. Yeah. And the stress is what really gets in our way of being who we want to be in the moment. Yeah. Okay. So I want you to now imagine the same teacher. Mm-hmm. walking in the classroom, telling you to put your books and computer on the floor. And this time announcing, stand up, we're going on a field trip. Mm. Ah, I just looking at your smile, <laughs> hearing your voice is like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I call it the field trip mentality. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you go on a field trip, you're empowering certain values, such as, and I'll, I'll just use two that empower me, discovery, and curiosity. I love that. Yeah. And so what I'm going to ask of you right now is tell me a moment in your life where you were on an amazing, magical field trip or vacation that just lights you up when you think about it. Oh, I was in Montana. I was in Whitefish, Montana, which is just outside of the National Glacier Park last summer. So August of 2020. And I met seven of my girlfriends from all over the nation and we just came together. And uh, it was like girls, older girls gone wild (laughs) because uh, we had all been caged up right since uh, March of of earlier that year. And uh, we didn't have any plans and we just had an adventure. 
It was so fun every single day. I felt like I was in high school again. We were so free. I never laughed that much, never drank that much. I mean, it was hilarious, the whole thing. But um, it was just such a fun field trip. Give me one moment in that field trip that just stands out that you'll never forget. I'll never forget our pontoon driver, who was, by the way, an Olympian bobsledder of like 22 years old and there for the summer, Gage Smith. And he decided to stay. We were so fun for this 22-year-old. We were like 30 years older than him. And uh, he took us out for like five extra hours. And he brought us out to this point on the lake where we caught the sunset. And you know, Montana is known for big skies. And it was just us and the beautiful lake that felt like it was bathroom or bath uh, water temperature and this glorious neon pink and orange sunset that was all ours. We were the only ones out there. There was not a single soul for miles. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I want you to embrace that moment. Embrace it. You can give yourself a hug while you're doing it. What is your body feeling like when you think of that? What's your head your shoulders, your breath. How are you feeling? I am feeling so grateful. So grateful for my life and my friends and this moment in Mother Nature. Just so grateful I could cry. Yeah, yeah. So you've just empowered a value. Mm. You just empowered gratitude. Mm. Anytime you want to empower a value, I use story because I think story is the most powerful you know, vehicle to really understand who we are. Mm. And what you just shared with me, let's say you're, you're going on a date and you're thinking about your clothes and you close your eyes and embrace that moment of gratitude. You're not going to worry about anything. No, you're right. You know what immediately just came to mind as I closed my eyes? What? I saw my closet. And then I pictured my body and I just thought, I'm so grateful I have clothes and I'm so grateful I have a healthy body. <laughs> yeah, what that, you just did that. Okay? Yeah. yeah. I, you just shifted that value into that circumstance and suddenly the world changed for you. Oh. I love that. Keep That's it in. what I forgot to do. <laughs> Keep it in for your first episode. It's so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Who cares? Yeah. So it's. What that does for you is imagine being able to empower 20 values. Mm. Imagine what you have in your tool belt that you never use, that you can use instantaneously. Because mm-hmm. the truth of the matter is, we are not thinking machines with emotions. Mm. We are emotional machines that think. Mm. Okay? And to empower your values is to strengthen your emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. And when you can get to choose who you want to be, no matter what circumstances you're facing, the world is always going to be magical and people are going to be so drawn to you. And Barney, there has never been a more critical time to own that emotional intelligence than the world landscape right now. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm totally with you. Yeah. It's just time bombs and, you know, reactions everywhere and polarization. And, uh, and I just keep coming back to this place of that's not mine. That's theirs. You know, it's like, how can I bring myself back to being emotionally intelligent enough to use your words 
to reign sovereign over my own energy. Right. It takes practice. You know yeah. what I tell people yeah. to do every day? If you did for 15 seconds, embraced your trip to Montana on yeah. that lake, just for 15 seconds, it starts to become muscle memory. So you can go to it quickly and easily, no matter yeah. what's happening. Here's yeah. the real trick. Okay. We're not going to have time to do this, but because I'm looking at my clock, the real trick is to be able to know the values you have in common with others mm. and to be able to empower those values with them and also the ones you don't have in common and stay away from them. Yeah. That's where it all leads. And it's, yeah. a, it's a three-step process. Know yourself. Know the people that you're in contact with. Know them because now that you better have a, a handle of the values that are empowering you, it's easier for you to hear what the other people are saying, you mm -hmm. know, who they are. Mm -hmm. And once you know, now it's magic. You know how to empower that value and they empower it. I call it authentic connection. I love you're that. both empowering the same value at the same time. It's magical. The yeah. world is just amazing. And that's what you were doing with your seven girlfriends. It wasn't conscious, mm -mm. but you can do it consciously. And mm -hmm. that is the key. That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I have more, but I know time is always going to be an issue. So values are your rules of conduct. They characterize your sense of self, who you are, and are elemental to the actions you take. Mm -hmm. When a value is disconnected, life is hard. Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're doing. It's hard. And I don't think when we were kids, we wanted to be living hard lives. <laughs> we wanted to have fun. Okay? When you're authentically connected to a value, the world is yours. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to choose how you perceive what's going on in a way that's empowering you that you may never have tried before. Mm -hmm. That's what I love about, you know, having so many values to be able to play with. Play with values you've never played with at work. <laughs> oh my goodness, look at what happened. It's, it's kind of fun. I love that, Barney. And I just wanted to add something sure. that, you know, earlier you said discovery and curiosity is, is uh, really important values. And, and I, and the beginning of this year, 2021, curiosity is the top of my power virtues. That's what I call it. And it has saved me this year, right? Just being curious about why am I not as interested in launching that program again? Or why, you know, is this person suddenly coming into my life more and more? Oh, it's just been so interesting. Or why am I even thinking? It's so interesting. Why am I thinking about moving out of a place that I have called my soulmate, Santa Monica, for the past 21 years? I'm just curious, like what's coming up for me instead of judging it or shutting it down or saying no because of old rules and an old paradigm. It's been such an interesting thing. So I really love this. And uh, how do you recommend though, people come up with maybe their top three values to lean into? Well, let me say this to you. Your top three values are what I term DNA values. Mm -hmm. They're ingrained in you. Mm. You don't, you know, you, your strength and your weakness. Yeah. The strength is when they're being honored, life is brilliant. But when they're not and you're connected to them, life is going to be really hard. You also just described my year this year. 
<laughs> integrity is a DNA value for me. And when I'm in it and flowing and I don't even have to question, just sleep so peacefully at night, life is so good. And same thing with my relationship with others. And there's nothing better than meeting someone that's also got that in their DNA as a top three value. And then when I'm either out of integrity or someone else's, oh man, it's painful. Let me just say something about integrity. Mm. You're never really out of integrity. Mm. Integrity has so many values. Mm. You know, I could make a mess in the kitchen. Oh, I have bad integrity because I'm not honoring the value of cleanliness or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Integrity is such a broad, broad conversation. When you can really narrow it down to a value, to values, it makes it so much easier to understand and to empower. Mm. I would suggest with curiosity, because I don't know if curiosity was what you were experiencing when you were, you know, having that wonderful time in Montana. But I would say, think of a peak moment in your life Mm -hmm. when curiosity was everything Mm -hmm. and do exactly what we talked about. Embrace yourself, get to see what it feels like, write it down. I have, I got all mine written down. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) share, please do. You know, well, I I, share a few about mine. Yeah, you know, it's like, Focus. Okay. For me, it means red seams. And what does that mean? I love baseball. The red seams on the ball. I'm just focused on the red seams. I'm empowering my sense of sight. I love that. Yeah. And suddenly, boom. And that's how I was able to play baseball. Because if I was thinking about, oh my God, base is loaded two out. And if it's hit to me, big trouble. (laughs) But if you just focus on the red seam. Everything else went went away. And that's That's the exact same teaching that you offered your daughter. Exactly. Yeah, it's all it's it. common sense to be it. honest. It's it's just that no, we were never taught this in school. I mean, I was taught of, this. Where were you when I was growing up? <laughs> I, don't know, was I? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> Hong Kong. Uh, <laughs> anyway, it has been an absolute pleasure, and I, I can see your sincerity. It it touches me, it really does. And you know, Barney. I want to thank you for being my first guest, and you know, God bless. I'm just, I'm just really honored to be here. Before we go, may I ask you one question? Sure. Okay. Because I have a feeling your listeners are want to know, and especially those who come back to this first episode after they found you after like maybe a hundred, why did you decide that you wanted to start a podcast? Ha. Huh. Well, I decided because I've been told many times, I've had conversations like this with other people in friendship, you know, trying to make a difference in their lives. And they say, you'd be a great podcaster. And I always listen to it. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, I took your first course and I said, oh, she's doing podcasts? That sounds interesting. I'm going to do it. I didn't look at your hours conversation beforehand. I just, I just went all in. And that, you know, it's about taking action. Yeah. And when you're empowering yourself, action inspired becomes easy. Mm. That's what got me here. I'm so glad you answered that because, and we're doing this on your live show, but I, this is so real. I knew you didn't show up to a webinar because we classically would offer that, right? And all of a sudden, I just see Barney's name pass through the payment processor. And I'm like, Barney? I was so excited, but then I never, we never had a moment for me to say, hey, so what's up? So I, I'm really glad that I waited until this moment because I didn't know I'd be your first guest. Thank you again. <laughs> oh, it feels so special to be your first guest because like I said, you, 
you're just one of those really special gems. I mean, I've had over 500 students through my programs and uh, for the past few years, and and uh, you are such a special soul. You don't talk a lot, but when you do, it's really meaningful, and you offer up such genuine gems and care, and you're really good at what you do, and I really appreciate your mind. I'm, I'm so excited for your podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. You know what I'm going to send to you is what you like to send to everybody else. I'm sending you love. Ah, uh, thank you. You're welcome. You have a great evening. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, review, and recommend The Chemistry Factor to your friends. If you would like to connect with me on social media, reach out to Barney Feinberg on LinkedIn. To connect with me directly, email barney at thechemistryfactor.com. Until next time, empower your business success every day.